guys. Thanks for coming back to a new episode of Talks with Aaron. My guest today was actually the first friend I made here in Calgary. Um, one of my friends from Timmins told me to join the YesFam Facebook group. And I was like, what's YesFam? <laughs> and she explained it to me. And then I joined. And then um, someone had posted in it that they were looking friends in Calgary. And since I was new, I was like, yeah, sure. Let's be friends. And then we hung out. And we actually liked each other, and then we hung out a few more times after. Uh, we actually haven't seen each other, like, these last three, four months, maybe. But um, I told him I was leaving, and that I wanted him to be on my podcast before I left. So he's here. My house is a mess. <laughs> um, but yeah, he decided to come and be a part of this with me, so thank you. His name is Danny. And, uh, yeah, you want to say hi and tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Hi, guys. Um, thanks for having me, Aaron. I appreciate it. Um, shout out to Yes Theory and the Yes Fam because uh, it's, a, it's a great thing to be a part of. So, um, yeah, my name is Danny. I'm from, uh, from Manitoba originally, so in Canada here. I moved to Calgary last year as well, so kind of found myself in the, the same boat as, as you, Aaron. And... Um, I uh, joined the Yes Fam. I mean, I've been part of that for several years, but you know, that was something that I looked into um, because you know, moving to a new city with, uh, I mean, virtually no friends because I had my two buddies, but that was about it. Um, it was it was just a really good way to find new people, meet new people, as well as just I don't know, make new friends, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm 24 years old. I um, I like to think myself as an entrepreneurial person. Um, just kind of on a on a good path going to uh, I don't know trying to create my good, a good life for myself so um, but yeah I want to shout out Aaron for a little bit because um, you know I know when we first met I think you had just started your podcast or was it episode one I think you had just done that week um, which was really cool because I always thought you know I always wanted to start a podcast myself and um, um, you were doing it and I was like super it was super interesting and I've been listening to um, several of the podcasts. It's been really good. And um, now I think you said episode 35 or something. And here we are. So um, it's pretty <laughs> cool. Good for you. It's pretty awesome to see that you've, uh, you've done this all. So. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> I don't really know what to talk about. Um, what, where do we go from here? <laughs> yes. So I started my podcast as soon as I um, moved to Calgary. Because I was like, why not? Why not? What else am I going to do here? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so, one of the things that really intrigued me about you was that you were really business-driven. And I think the last time we hung out, maybe, in my backyard, you told me that the first business you had, you were in high school. Like, to me, that is so crazy. I don't know anyone who had a business in my high school. Um, so can you maybe talk about that and maybe, like, share some maybe tips or insights on people who are in high school and who would want to start a business like yourself? Yeah, so um, I'll, I'll quickly fi fix that a little bit. So I was always business-minded. I've always been business-minded um, ever since, I think, grade 9. I remember I was in business class and I, th I, th I thought to myself, hey, I want to... Mm -hmm. 
I'm gonna run a business one day. Um, I don't know what that is. So I was doing several things um, like in high school, but I wouldn't really count, count a whole lot once I graduated high school. So I'll just, um, just to clarify, um, I was back, so I moved to, um, to Iowa in the States and I uh, did grade 11 and grade 12 in Iowa, um, just with my parents, they moved there and everything. Um, I moved back to Manitoba in Canada here, um, right when I graduated high school, like literally the week up after I, I graduated high school, um, I basically moved to back to Winkler, back to my hometown. And from there, um, honestly, I just got myself into a rut. I, uh, I just started picking, I just picked up a job because I, where I'm from, um, it's not really common to go to, to university. Um, it's not really common to think big if I'm being blatantly honest and I don't mean to be rude or anything, but um, it's just kind of how it is. And uh, so basically I found myself in a rut. I got a job at a, a manufacturing company, which is out there where I'm from. That's, um, it's really, it's a big agricultural town. It's a big manufacturing town. And um, I got a job as a delivery driver for a window and door manufacturer. So I was driving all over Manitoba in a big three ton truck delivering stuff. Um, did I like it? No. Was I 18 and I was coming into like full acceptance that I might be doing this for the rest of my life uh, as I was very unhappy? I remember one day I thought to myself like, yeah, um, yeah, Danny, you probably hate this, um, but you might be doing it for the rest of your life. And um, yeah, like I said, I was an entrepreneurial as a in high school and everything like that. But um, being 18 and in that state of mind is kind of dangerous and really depressing. Um, so yeah long story short um i got lucky so basically when i was 18 i was working at that company for a year already and then i um my brother called me one day and said hey um, i want to show you i want you to meet somebody um i was like okay sure it's my brother telling me to do something i'll, I'll do it um and um sure enough he brought me to a, a guy's place and um long and behold quote unquote it was a network marketing opportunity um, so sure enough, I was a business mind, but I was still, I was 18 at that point and I was kind of like, didn't have anything going for me. Right. And, um, sure enough, um, I saw the opportunity and I was like, yeah, like it just opened up my mind that night. I can remember that night specifically where I suddenly realized, Hey, there's a whole lot of life out there. There's so much I can do out there. You know, um, you know, I don't need to just sit here and just be happy with this. Um, I can travel, I can experience, I can hopefully become a millionaire one day, you know, like I, money isn't the goal, but uh, it's definitely, it's definitely something to chase because it can bring a lot of good things, right? To help people to do good things, all that. So um, yeah, long story short, I got involved in that opportunity. Did it work out? No, but it was, um, it was one of the best things that ever happened to me just because it opened up my mind to so much more opportunity. I met some um, great people that I still look up to this day. Um, and then you know, long story short, I started um, my own little business with uh, with my buddy, right in right in my hometown. It was a rental business. We uh, rented out different equipment to different people um, for like uh, events and stuff, like um, bubble balls, enter basically any entertainment and stuff. Um, uh, and I did that for three years, and that was really cool. Um, met a lot of people. Basically, got really involved in my hometown, which was really nice. I, a lot of people would know me as the bubble ball guy. You know, just to <laughs> clarify, guys, it's the the Zord balls, basically. Those balls that you get into that are full of air and you got to hit people with them. So um, that was a fun thing. I mean, that was p the major part of it, but we had a bunch of different things too. And um, yeah, I became the bubble ball guy. Um, I remember like I was an hour and a half away from town, like in Winnipeg. 
and I was at the airport one day, and some guy like walked up to me. He's like, "You look familiar," and I was <laughs> like, "Uh, okay, um, I'm not sure why." And then he's like, "You run the bubble balls in Minkler, don't you?" I was like, "Yeah, that, that's me, <laughs> that's me." Um, but yeah, and then sure enough, um, March 2020, so like last year, um, right before, well, right when COVID started, I was lucky enough to sell the business because. Uh, um, me and my two buddies that I was living with in Inkler, we were already decided to, we had already decided to move to Calgary here. Um, but the business wasn't sold and a lot of things in my life at that point were just like coming to an end and it was like almost like a clean cut. So we just all jumped and moved to Calgary here. And um, that business sold and everything like that, um, which, was a, which was a huge blessing because I mean, COVID was uh, really unfortunate even for, um, well, basically anything in the entertainment business, right? And, um, yeah, um, long story short, I guess that's how I kind of got into my own entrepreneurial um, journey here. And nowadays, I mean, I'm still, I'm still here in Calgary. I'm working with a, with a new sales company. Um, so I do sales and marketing. I've been doing it for the last three, four, three years now. Um, and so on. I don't know. I don't know if I really answered your question there or whatever, but (laughs) okay. So that's amazing. I'm so happy for you. That is honestly so crazy that you started your own business at 18, 19 years old. I would not have even thought about doing that. I was like, Oh, university, university, let me go to school. And then after my first year of school, I was like, okay, yeah, let me quit now. Um, but yesterday when we talked, uh, I had mentioned for you to talk about your new business that you're in now and then you message me back Ooh, that's a long story you don't know everything yet maybe i'll have to explain it on the podcast so uh yeah maybe talk about that okay um sure so <laughs> so after i was working with um a couple different businesses running their own business in, in winkler there um i was still like i was running my own business but it was still a part-time gig thing right um, I wasn't making like a lot of money from it. I was making okay-ish money. Uh, me and my buddy both. It wasn't wasn't crazy or anything. And then, so basically, I remember at one point I went to a mastermind. I'm not quite sure if you're familiar with what masterminds are called, but uh, basically, it's just a group of people that get together and and explore ideas as well as um, this one particularly was like about a based on like a book club. So mm-hmm. it was like a John C. Maxwell book. Um, we basically studied the book over time, like over like a 16-week period. We would read like two chapters, whatever, come back, meet meet together and say, hey, what did we learn from this? What did we think from this? So on. So I was familiar with the mastermind. I purposely went to this mastermind to um, to meet someone. I, I went um, with a friend and I said, hey, my goal is to go there to meet some business person in my area and maybe start a new job or something, find a new career or something like that. So I went in there with that goal and sure enough, I met my um, now former boss, but um, well, I knew him growing up. But long story short, I went up to him. I saw him. He was running a digital marketing agency here, right in my hometown, and I was like, I want to be a part of that. I don't know. I'll figure it out. And um, one day after, um, around three thirty or whatever, I went. I finished my job at the time. I quickly rushed over to him and I just op- I walked into his door and said, Hey, his name is George. And I was like, Hey, George, um, I want a job here. Like, I want to do something here. And um, we talked for a little bit. Um, he was interested, sure enough, but nothing was available. And, and uh, you know, I remember leaving that conversation saying, hey, what can I do to prove myself to be a better candidate so that once something opens up, I get it. Um, he said, read these two books, do this. I was like, sure, I can do that. I ordered the books that night. Um, 
I read the first book within a week and a half just so that I could message him and say, hey, I, I finished this book. You know, I was trying to qualify myself, prove to, my, prove to him that I was serious and I wanted something different because digital marketing sounded very interesting. Um, it was cool. You could work from your laptop basically, right? Um, and then sure enough, he uh, um, eight months later or so, an, an opening came up and um, then again, I had to prove myself. He opened it up to everyone in the entire area, and so I was going against everyone, and it was for um, a project manager for the entire agency. So I was like, this is kind of big. Um, for me right now, I mean, coming from really nothing, basically, I was like, I need to prove to myself and I prove to him. And so long story short, I did get it. Um, super blessed for that because um, for me, it put me in a position for two-ish, two and a half years. I was just helping um, him grow his agency, um, as a as a customer success manager, it turned into a whole bunch of different things, but um, yeah. Long story short, that's I built this story up like crazy. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, one day, um, you know, we moved to Calgary, and again, I was working with this agency, so it was fine. I could I could work from my house, um, and I had been doing it for about a year now. And then uh, we moved to Calgary here, and then sure enough, COVID hits, and. Um, I mean, you know, we as an agency, I mean, everyone got hurt from that. And we lost, um, temporarily lost like 15 of our, I mean, like 50% of our clients or so in a matter of like two weeks. Um, so, of course, that's going to hurt. <laughs> and um, so I was um, temporarily let go. But for me, I saw it as a huge opportunity to finally attack some personal things as well as, um, you know, maybe start my own thing, do something myself um, in the same in the same industry, in the same digital marketing stuff. And uh, sure enough, I was let go, and I just started attacking that. Um, day in and day out, I, I was like, me and my buddy, um, so I should mention him as well, because he was kind of the brains behind it. I was kind of just the, um, the front man, I don't know, the sales <laughs> guy, whatever you want to call it. Um, but he, he was the guy who knew all the real expertise that I was going to depend on. And he was already doing stuff, and he was successful at it. So we partnered up together, and um, um, so what, from like, May-ish till November of 2020, I was hustling. I was just um, trying to find new clients, trying to do stuff, you know, day in and day out, put in a lot, a lot of hours. I mean, yeah, I was still enjoying Calgary because it was still completely new. We had just moved here. Um, but in reality, I was at my laptop for most of the day hustling. And in reality, little to no results. Um, so I was trying to have a, have a strong mentality um, you know, be diligent and keep keep going. Um, but in reality, nothing was working. <laughs> um, so that's why I know um, you and I had talked back then, and that's when I was just getting into it, and I was excited about it, and I was I was doing whatever I could to um, to keep it going, to keep it afloat, to to make money. Um, but in reality, it wasn't working for me. Um, for us, I mean, for well, for me. And uh, long story short, that's why I I mean. That was like the biggest thing. I, I, I tried so many things in 2020. I failed so many times in 2020, like more than, than any other year, um, professionally as even personally. Um, but I just look at it as opportunity to continue to just keep trying something new, keep trying something new. And um, um, sure enough, in like late October, I had a bit of a reality check and I said, okay, it's time to try something different. So um, that's why I got a, a sales job here in, with a marketing company here right in Calgary. Um, so far, so good. I'm, I mean, COVID still sucks, but um, that's that's why things would change. You know, I, like I said, it was um, 
a lot of excitement because I love the idea from working from home and doing those things and I still want to pursue that. I still have a lot of ideas that I'm working on mentally as well as slowly making actions towards. Um, but yeah, so as of right now, I'm working with that sales company. It's good. Things are good. It's a good car company, um, good people. But uh, that marketing agency or that two-man team, whatever you want to call it, um, was quote-unquote a failure. I wouldn't say a failure, but it was. It didn't work out. You know, I didn't have enough time to make it work or or I did something wrong that doesn't work. I mean, in reality, I knew our, our results and stuff would do great. Um, our quality of work was fantastic. It just... Um, some things just don't work out mm -hmm. and um i mean i learned that the, har the the harder way i guess because you put six months into something and you get literally no results and i know six months isn't that long um most people will hustle for two three years with no results but for me i just couldn't do it not financially and stuff like that so i had to figure something else out but um still working on ideas i still have some things that i want to try um, to still make that successful because I still do want to um, continue working from home as well as just I love freedom um, mm -hmm. I, I hate reporting to people I love freedom um, as most people do and you know I, I spent the last couple of years in a position where I had a lot of freedom which was awesome um, but uh, you know sometimes those things come to an end okay so what are your goals for your future business like where do you see yourself in five years and do you see yourself doing this in calgary or do you want to move back home do you want to move to a different continent in general like where do you see yourself pursuing your dreams okay um that's a great question so for me right now for me i, I live with three other guys and i love them um they're great guys <laughs> And but. so, no, there's no, there's no but here. Um, for me, um, we always talk about our different ideas and we're like, our house is awesome. Um, you know, it's a house of hustlers. We're, we're all young. I'm, I'm the oldest guy. I'm 24. So 24, 23, 23 and 22. So we're all young guys. Um, we're all focused on different things in life. Um, but like, we're all hustling in our own way. And that's one of the coolest things to be a part of because, um, we're not like most most people and I don't want to put us up there or say that we're better than anyone else because we're not um, but you know over the last couple of years we've been in a lot of different um, situations and experiences so that um, things are just different and I love that <clears throat> so speaking of that um, you know I, I still in the next five years I think that um, all of us are going to have wild amount of success that sounds so cocky um, <laughs> I don't mean it like that no, I just you're manifesting it manifesting it absolutely so like um, in the next five years I don't know goals um, you know like I personally want to um, I still want to get into digital marketing and that's still something that I'm, I'm good at I know what to do with it um, I just need to take a break and, and focus on other things right now um, personally I want to get into some real estate as well but for me right now I'm working a lot like I'm working 40, 50, 60 plus hours a week uh, rarely 60 but um I'm trying to save a lot because I want to spend a lot of 2022 traveling. That's like a huge goal of mine right now. Um, I think everyone always says, I want to travel. I want to travel. Um, but no one really gets to travel. And so for me, I want to prioritize that and make like, okay, so 2022 is the year that I'm hitting the road. Yeah, if COVID's still there, um, I'll deal with that then. But 
ideally you know things will be better and um, that's the goal to travel um, but I also want to make sure that once I travel and come back or do something I'm not uh, I'm not starting from scratch again that's that's the ultimate goal like I don't want to travel and then come back here um, and be like okay so now I'm back at step one and I got to start over again um, so that's the goal but moving I would love to try something new in the next couple of years like in the next two years I would love to try um, maybe Vancouver maybe Toronto or if we can somehow get our way into like in the states like Los Angeles just even for like six mm -hmm. months to a year um, I just know it would be great and I just know um, yeah I think that it could be cool but um, yeah I don't know I think over the next couple of years I really just want to um, focus selfishly on myself not in like a bad way but like how can I make the best version of myself but also how can I create the best experiences create the uh, I don't know the best life for me and my family I'm not I don't want to be super selfish but <laughs> at the same time I do want to I'm a little selfish I mean everyone is right yeah. and I'll be honest about yeah. it so um, yeah does that make sense I don't yeah. know sometimes I feel like I'm rambling here <laughs> if you're looking for comfortable yet affordable clothing check out Neon Apparel they are a clothing brand based in Calgary Alberta that ships worldwide if you would like to shop their collection, check out their Instagram or their website at neon.ca. So this is a very important question um, for me. Um, when you are rich and su successful and you have your business, can I get a job? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. No, absolutely. If, if something is working, I'll, I'll figure something else out. Um yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, I've actually made deals with that. Like, I t remember talking to, like, my aunts and stuff. I've always loved the hotel industry as well. And, I mean, clearly that's something that's being hit, like, hard, like crazy right now because of mm -hmm. COVID and stuff. But I remember growing up and I was like, I'm going to own a bunch of hotels. And I, when I made those promises, I told my uh, several of, like, my some of my aunts and uncles back in Manitoba, I was like, you guys can work at those hotels, I promise. Like, I'll pay you guys well and do that. So, like, I have a lot of promises <laughs> to a lot of different people right now. But sure, if we can figure something out, uh, something out, I'll I'll definitely be in, hundred <laughs> percent. Yes, I love it. Um, I also plan on like having my own business one day. I'm not sure exactly in what. Um, I'm thinking of like starting small, maybe like owning a corner store and like owning some real estate, like just renting out my properties or having Airbnbs. And then, like, that that way I have, like, a for sure income with, like, my regular job as well. And then maybe quit my regular job once I'm, like, financially stable. Um, so, do you maybe have any tips on, like, saving money, spending money as, like, a business owner? Yeah, so I think that one of the, one of the greatest books anyone can read is The Richest Man of Babylon. Um, um it's by George S. Quasson. Uh, I'm sorry, I apologize if I butchered that. Um, but it's one of the coolest books um, out there because it's like a story-written book um, based on like very simple principles that people can follow. That um, you know, there's lots of great books. I could mention 30 different books right now. But like when it comes to when they talk about finances and business, like um, it's just like simple. You know what? Like people say uh, when you when you say you get a thousand dollars, like of income um 10 percent, no matter what should always always just be saved away for future investments or make a 
like I have this little envelope in my room that I have Danny Harms Incorporated. Mm-hmm. There's actually there's no real reason behind it, but that's like that's me. It's my self investment. So like if I get a thousand dollars, ten percent of that, so hundred dollars will go into the envelope, right? Um, do I know what I'm doing with it right now all the time? No, but I know it's for future investments and for for bettering my life in the future. Um, and I think everyone should do that. And I also think that um, I mean, if you can. 10% should go to donations. Like that's just kind of like a principle I've been kind of living with. Am I always spot on with it? No, I'll be honest. Um, but I think that it's important to give, and it can be just to a cause. It can be to, um, you know, friends that need help. It can be to your church. If you go to church, it can be to anything that you do. Um, but save 10% for that. As well as, um, you know, I'm just a big planner. I always love to plan. I always love to figure things out. Um and I also like to be prepared, so I'm always thinking about like, okay, so I want to have fun this year, so let's make sure that I'm properly saving away for those things too. Not like a drastic amount, but it's like, you know, save five to ten percent of your um all your income for those bigger things because if you don't plan those things out, eventually the whole year is going to go by and you're going to be like, wow, I did nothing and I had didn't save any money or nothing, and um, it's just not a good situation. And I've been there before where, um, you know the whole time flies by you know i've been here for a year in calgary now or a year and like three months and um it was the quickest year ever i mean we got here literally march 1st and mm-hmm. march 10th covid shut down the city right or march 11th or 12th mm-hmm. so we've been living in a world here in this new city with just covid and um it's been the quickest year ever or the last 15 months whatever it's been it's just been so crazy quick um I don't know why I'm going into this right now, <laughs> but long story short, um, absolute like I mean, Richest Man of Babylon is a great book. It just gets you into a good mindset of in terms of finances. I'd recommend that book for anybody. Um, I mean, there's a hundred different books that you know that are always great, but um, that, those are things that I would definitely recommend. And as well as like looking into personal mentors, um, or maybe not personal, but people you can look up to. Like my two biggest guys that I follow. I love, I mean, one is unfortunately has passed away. Like, I'm a, a mentor, mentor. Like, these are big guys that people follow around the world. Jim Rohn. I listened to that guy for years. I love that guy. I've literally been listening to a certain audio of his every single day for like the last week or two. Um, every single time I get in my car, it's just the same. Like, it's just what I'm listening to. Jim Rohn. Um, um, if you've never, if you've never heard of him or anything, definitely give him a listen because he'll change your life. Um, just he, unfortunately he passed away in like 2011 or something so I only started listening to him in like 2017 ish but um, the guy was amazing he uh, a business leader but like a personal development leader um, I swear and then Tony Robbins who happened to be Jim Rohn you happened to mentor t- Tony Robbins and so those two guys are like in my life the two guys that I look up to the most because um, personally they have things that I want um, mentally they're at where I'm at or not where I'm at where I want to be at um, physically financially like they kind of hit all those little check marks in terms of what I want with my life and so I'm like you know what if they're giving me content and they're giving me things to do and saying do this do this do it you know um, just like I was listening to Jim on the way here I make it sound like he's my friend um, <laughs> he is my friend <laughs> he doesn't know it but he's my friend um, but long story short, um, you know, he's just like, I was listening to it yesterday and I was going for a run and he was saying, or the audio that he was, was I was listening to, um, 
was saying basically like the, your the, your philosophy, the way that you think um, really is the the way that your life will turn out. Like that will develop and and like basically your personally personal philosophy is the way that you think, the way that you do things right now. That even though you don't even know that you do those way, things those ways, ultimately that's just going to um, you know bring fruit to your life, even if it's negative or positive. Um, and then I, there was one quote that he said yesterday that hit me hard. It was like, is your personal philosophy now, the things that you do right now with your life, no matter what you're doing, I don't know, whatever it is, is it affecting your future, um, your future self? So for me, it was, I was running and I was like, yes, you know, the fact that I'm running right now means that my future self will thank me for this, um, you know, as well as eating the apple today, you know, those are the things that ultimately yeah if i don't eat my apple a day right now and i change it for a hershey bar or something i feel like oh, i doesn't really make a difference but five years down the line it's gonna make a difference <laughs> jim Rohn and tony robbins listen to those guys you'll love them <laughs> i like the idea of like having an envelope or saving jars i have three saving jars in my safe right now and i'll put like every month i'll put whatever 50 100 200 dollars in those jars so one of them is for a future dog one of them is for a future travel van and what is my other one oh um a europe trip so i started this last april i think so it must be close to a year now um i think my puppy jar has like 600 dollars in it and it just kind of feels like like free money in a way. You know like you know those memes where it's like, oh, you have cash in your wallet and you buy something and it's like, oh, I bought something for free because you don't actually see the money coming out of your account. Right. It's just like cash, right. you know, so it doesn't feel like it's your actual money. Um, so yeah, I would I would say to tell everyone to um, have a savings jar and maybe write down on the jar what the money is for yeah. whether it be for a dog or a trip or whatever new couch new tv whatever it is um and slowly put money in it and then in two years you'll be like you'll see the jar and it'll be full to the top and you'll count it and it'll have like two thousand dollars in it and you'll be like oh my god did i actually save that money yeah. like it's crazy how um you can like trick your mind into doing that you know yeah um, but yeah, I'll for sure have to read those, or what is it, like an audiobook, those people? Or is yeah, it like Jim a podcast? Rohn, give, them a, give Jim, Joan, like, those guys just search them on YouTube, um, like Jim Rohn, Tony Robbins. Um, I mean, you can find so much other content, but like, um, just, you'll find 10-minute audios of them talking, and it's like, um, those are good things. They give, like, amazing golden nuggets that you'll appreciate, everyone will appreciate. Um, I guess this is my own personal opinion, right? I can listen to those things and they can really affect me. Whereas someone might listen to it and it might be like, ah, oh, cool, you know. But like for me, those are the things that are important to me because, um, you know, that's where my focus goes right now. Definitely give it a read. Okay, I'll for sure do that because I want to be in that same mindset as well. Jose Lavois is a graphic designer and small YouTuber. If you would like to get some creative services done or just want to support her work, check out her website, heyjose.com, or her Instagram at heyjose. Okay, so I have one final question for you. Um, you talked about running and being 
part of a marathon can you maybe talk about that a little bit and like what is the purpose of you doing this yeah so i'm currently training for my second marathon right now um i did one a couple years ago so um i'll tell you the story of that one because it's kind of dumb but um Mm -hmm. basically um two years ago 20 2019 i think that's right um about two weeks before the marathon i hadn't been training at all i hadn't run um at all the marathon was june it was father's day it was like june 26 2019 or something and um like two weeks prior to the marathon my brother called me and said hey i'm running the half marathon and for me personally i had to run um when i was in high school i had a friend that we always said hey let's run marathons together and so it was always my personal goal since high school to run a marathon um and then sure enough, um, two weeks before that marathon, when my brother called me, he said, I'm running the half. And right there on the phone, I was like, I'm running the full. Um, and he's like, that's dumb. Don't do that. And I was like, no, I'm going to do it. Um, and sure enough, I hadn't been running at all. Like I was running that that um, business that I was talking about earlier. Um, so like I was being semi-active um, on a daily basis, but I wasn't running whatsoever. Um, so I ran one week or one time before the marathon um, about about a week and a half before that marathon i went for one it was about 12 kilometers just to see if my body was going to break or not um and it didn't i mean i was sore but it didn't so i was like okay yeah i'm fine if i can run 12 kilometers right now then i can run 40 42 i think it is um i'm a, I'm a miles guy so i think of everything in miles so it's 26.2 miles as a marathon and um so sure enough i uh the week before that marathon again no training but I had severe pain in the bottom of my foot, like right by my heel. Um, don't know why, but um, the week before that marathon, I had uh, um, I'd seen the physio five times and the chiropractor four times. So nine times in the seven days before the race. Um, just because mentally, so long story short, like I said, I had, I had um, um, gone into that marathon. It was always a personal goal to run the marathon. And um, if I'm being completely honest, so I, a relationship that I had been in for two years had ended um, like a couple months earlier. And so for me, um, running the marathon, not only was it a personal goal, but for, this is getting personal, I guess, but, <laughs> but for me, what it was, was me proving to myself that I could still move forward with my life mm-hmm. um, without her, which is kind of sounds, you know, maybe a little pathetic. I don't know, however people want to take it, but that was what I was doing. So yeah, I was underprepared. I was... Um, I walked up into that that um, that starting line with a limp. Um, like my heel wasn't great. I wrapped it up so tight. I was like, you know, but mentally I was in it. I was like, I'm gonna do this, um, no matter what it is. Like if my body breaks, fine. But mentally, I'm crossing that finish line. Um, so again, it was a big emotional day for me. But um, so uh, I mean, the race started. Everything was great. Again, underprepared. But I was doing good in, um, for the first 17 miles. I remember this very, very clearly. Um, 17 miles, I was, uh, I was running. I was doing good pacing. I think I was running about a 4-hour uh, mar- and 15-minute marathon, which isn't so bad. Um, and then 17 hit, and my body broke. Um, it just started to like really, really people often say between miles like 17 to 20 22 23 is kind of when your body just starts like it loses that energy there's scientific reasoning behind it too stuff but 
that's when it hit me really hard. And I think the reality of it hit too, because I wasn't running on so much adrenaline. I was just like, I was just like, oh, I got to still run 10 more miles, um, nine more miles, whatever. And mile 17 to 23 was the hardest miles of my entire life. Physically, the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Um, my whole body was breaking. My ankle or my heel was fine. Um, but my knees were giving out. My um, calves, every part of my body was hurting. Um, there was times when I went to like complete stops. I was just laying on the ground. People were coming over and be like, you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I got this. Don't worry. I'm fine. Um, again, mentally, I was in it. I, you know, I'm, I was pretty strong. I'm a pretty strong-willed person, so when I want something, I, I'll, I'll chase it. And mentally, is I don't really get defeated very often. Um, but physically, my body wasn't having it. And uh, sure enough, I mean, like I said, emotional day for me. So there was times when I was just laughing throughout the race. There was times when I was honestly just crying. Um, and it, it was tough um, because I, I personally, I wanted it so bad. And I was just thinking to myself, like, I was yelling to myself sometimes, like, every day in every way I get stronger and stronger. Every day in every way I get better and better. Every day in every way I get, you know, faster and faster. And those were the things that were, like, keeping me motivated. But I also, like I said, even though I was, like, physically dying, um, mentally I was like, I'm passing across, I'm, I'm passing that finish line. Um, and sure enough, I did. I, uh, I mean, long, like, I remember, too, one thing, too, that really, really motivated me. I remember turning a corner. This was in Winnipeg, by the way, the marathon. Um, I turned a corner and I like just stopped. And I remember this this lady running up to me. She this was probably about mile twenty two, so I'm assuming she kind of knew how I was feeling. And um, she gave me a bunch of jelly beans. A lot of people do that. They have like candy and stuff on the side because it gives you that sugar that you actually need, right? And uh, she came over to me, and to this day she could walk by me, and I would have no idea how she looks. I would have no idea like. I wouldn't be able to recognize her, but she gave me um, like a bunch of jelly beans. And I'll tell you right now, those are the best jelly beans I ever had in my entire life. <laughs> um, they were most tasteful. After the race, I went to get buy jelly beans right away. Um, that was like the first thing I did because I was craving them. But uh, long story short, she was like, hey, um, I know how you feel. You got this. Like, you're going to do this. Don't worry. Like, you got this. And um, I don't know what it was, but man, that gave me so much motivation. Like, I'm assuming maybe she's done the race too before and she knows at that, that point of the race that's where you feel really, really defeated and that's why she was standing right there with those jelly beans and so on. Um, but it gave me so much motivation. And then sure enough, um, I did it. The last two miles were probably the quickest miles of the entire race because I, I was like, I'm so close. I'm not, fin not going to finish this. I'm not going to fail at this. Um, and uh, long story short, I passed the... Uh, the finish line um it was funny because my numbers were weren't great <laughs> but weren't so bad for someone who had not trained at all um it was on the dot four five four five four five wow. so four hours 54 minutes 45 seconds 54 milliseconds that's what that's what my it showed on the finish and i was like funny okay um but i remember passing that finish line i stopped and uh my i there's a video of me doing it too my family was all there which was really cool too um and they were all like encouraging me and they have a video of me and I stopped, I put my hand on my shoulders, and then um, I walked over, and sure enough, like I said, it was an emotional day for me. It was a big thing that I wanted to prove to myself that I could move forward with my life. And um, so I sat there, and I I cried a little bit, and you know, all the good stuff. <laughs> Manly guy over here. Um, but I, I did those things, and I, um, but I did it, you know, and I felt really accomplished. Uh, you know, sure enough, you often feel like a lot of the days, a lot of times you 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 think that once you hit something or you do something you're gonna feel 
much better with your life. You know, if I had that million dollars, I'll feel my life will be good. You know, or if I work from home or if I run that marathon, I'll be better. Um, that's not really true. <laughs> you know, after I ran that marathon, yeah, I felt very accomplished, but it didn't change anything. You know, mentally, I still had a whole lot of things to work on. Um, but I did it. And that's why I was proud of it. I was really happy and proud of it. And I remember my for the next about six days, like I could literally barely walk. Um, it was <laughs> it was pretty bad. I went home that day. I literally just threw so like I jumped in the bathtub, threw so much Epsom salt and just sat there for three hours. Uh, my body was broken. But um, yeah, long story short, that was a long spiel. But uh, I, uh, you know, this year right now I am training for my second marathon. Um, and now I'm actually training for it. It's currently April 26th. Um, oh. And uh, no, no, that's that's what today is. Oh. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> but the marathon. No, no, I know. <laughs> um, the marathon itself is in September. It's the Calgary Marathon. So I'm actually training for this one. Me and my friend are running it together. Um I'm going for a certain time, three hours and 30 minutes. Um, that's my personal goal. Um, I built that whole story up to just say, oh, yeah, I'm running a second <laughs> one. But uh, no, yeah, this, the, I'm running for this marathon because I actually just want to I want to run it because um, it's been a personal goal of mine to run marathons um, because I want to be, be active and so on. But so on, so on. How are you, Erin? <laughs> <laughs> wow, I love that. I love that story. Um well, I know you're going to do it. I know you're going to accomplish your goal. And I'm so excited. I'm sure you're going to post on Instagram. So I'm excited to see the pictures and the video of you crossing the finish line. Crying. <laughs> yeah, crying. <laughs> My legs. Um, but yeah, that is awesome. Um, I'm sure you will accomplish all your goals. And I will be following you on Instagram. So I will be watching your journey and seeing all your travels and all your businesses and i'm sure we'll keep in touch um i just want to say thank you so much for being a part of this podcast with me it's such an honor to have you especially someone who actually listens to my podcast and then like comes on it um i don't think i've had that yet but um yeah, thank you so much for being a part of this with me and i wish you so much luck and success thank you i appreciate it as well it's been really cool like i said i was pretty nervous and i hope i didn't bore you guys but um it is cool like i said i i um i'm proud of you because um you moved here one moving to a new place by yourself is crazy um, i did it with my buddies and so that's that's huge that's easy um because you still have two people i for me i had two people that i could spend all my time with all the time um so for you moving here starting like a whole new life um props to you because that's tough and uh, I, I I've been following that and that's why I'm like genuinely proud and uh, and I don't know happy for you and I'm it sucks to see you go back to Ontario but uh I mean you too you'll have a lot of success out there I mean what is the plan for you now let's talk about you what's your plan for the next year are you going back to Ontario and and uh and what's your plan throwing you in now <laughs> um yes yeah, so i am moving back to ontario in a couple days but by the time this podcast comes out it'll probably be like a month later um but i will be staying in my hometown for about a month until after my birthday and then i will hopefully be going to the east coast <sighs> if the borders open up 
I have, I don't know where my head is at with that. Like, I don't think it's going to happen. If not, then I'm hoping to travel Ontario for the summer. But if it does open, then I'll travel through Quebec, go to New Brunswick, PEI, Nova Scotia, all that. Um, And then come back home, work for a little bit because I will have no more money by then. (laughs) And then I'm looking into getting a travel visa next year. Again, depending on COVID, um, I've looked into Ireland and they're not doing that right now because of COVID. So... um, I'm looking into either Ireland or Italy, but yeah, hopefully next year, maybe I'll buy a house, maybe I'll get a travel visa, two different ends of the spectrum, but um, either or is fine with me, and uh, yeah, uh, those are my plans. That's good. That's awesome. I think that, um, I always hate the fact that, like, how old are you now? You're 23? I'm 27. Yeah, okay. Um, Happy... I mean, if it's next month, then maybe happy birthday to Aaron, guys. <laughs> um, but uh, I feel like we're so young, and and I struggle with this too all the time because I'm now I'm turning 25 this year, and to me that's like holy cow, that's the first, um, that's a quarter of a century right there. <laughs> and um, and I always feel so stressed and rushed to figure things out. Um, like, oh man, I'm 25 now. Why haven't I figured this stuff all out? But at the same time, I think that we're so so young. I feel like an old man talking. Um, but, like, there, I, I feel the same way. There's two opposites of the spectrum where I'm always like, okay, um, go travel and do all these fun things. Or two, maybe focus primarily on business and, and set myself up for success, buy a house, um, do all those things. But, like, there's no right answer. Yeah. And I'm always in, I'm in the same boat as you because I'm like, what should I do right now? Because some days I'm like, all I want to do is go have fun and just enjoy my life, create cool experiences with friends and family and, and all that stuff. The next day, I'm like, all I want to do is hustle right now and just work. Now I need your advice. What do I do? (laughs) I mean, I think life is so short. You can buy a house whenever. Anything could happen, especially during these COVID times. Um, I think during these times, you realize that life is really short and anything can change at any moment. You can literally walk out of my house right now and get hit by a car and die. And the last thing that you would have done with your life is be on my podcast. <laughs> that, would, that would be a good way to end my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in my personal opinion, I think that houses and families and relationships could always wait. But there's always room to grow and to travel and to... I mean, I guess you can do both. Like, you can buy a house and then save money aside and be like, okay, this is money for whatever, Europe, for Toronto, whatever. So I think the best option is to do both because you can do both. I agree with that 100%. I uh, I think that you're right there. I uh, You don't have to do one path only. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, if you focus on one path more, you might have more fun with that path. But... Um, I'm not opposed to doing all of it. I'll do it all. <laughs> Jack of all trades over here. <laughs> um, either way, if you come to Toronto, you have to hit me up and maybe I'll come visit you or you can come visit me. Although there's nothing to do in Timmins. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we will keep in touch and I'm sure we will see each other's stories all the time and 
talk once in a while and maybe we can go traveling someplace one day as well absolutely i appreciate it thank you so much um yeah absolutely all the best to you and i i wish you all the <laughs> thanks guys i just wanted to thank danny again for being a part of this podcast with me um i really appreciate it i hope you guys enjoy this podcast don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on that way you get notification for when i post a new episode um if you want to follow danny on instagram his instagram is danny underscore harms so if you want to follow him go right ahead um i hope you guys have a great day and i'm really looking forward to starting to record my podcast episodes for season two um i'm not quite sure how that will look like yet i'm still getting in my equipment so yeah um i hope you guys enjoy your day bye